0: Hey, we're back with another episode of Wallet Watch. So do you want to know the secret to get rich quick? On today's episode, I had the pleasure of interviewing the top two YouTube real estate experts in Dallas that have made over $3 million in the past 24 months. Stick around, you can't miss this one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Wallet Watch. I am your host, Brian McCauley. For those that are joining us, you know, Wallet Watch is a podcast platform we put together. It's all about keeping your eyes on your money. We cover everything from mortgages, uh, financial components, in real estate. And speaking of real estate, I've got a special one for you today. We've got a two-for-one banger. We've got the YouTube Real Estate Kings of Dallas, Texas, and I wanna welcome my guests to the show, Levi and Travis. It is a pleasure to have you guys on, man, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Brian, for having us. That's it, man. We're of happy course, to be man, here. Of
0: course, man. Um, of course. So, you know, you guys are one of the most interesting success stories that I've come across in my entire career of 18 years. Um, you guys went from the bottom to the top really quickly. Um, so for those that don't know anything about you guys, don't know anything about your YouTube success story, share with everybody a little bit about you and about the journey so they can understand a little bit more about that.
1: All right. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off then. Kick so it off. Uh, It was funny as far as... I don't know how far you want to go back, but uh, started in sales, uh, got out of the military and uh, met, a, met a guy named Michael Reese, recruited me to sell gym memberships at Valley Total Fitness mm. back in the day, early 2000s. And that's where I got uh, my sales experience from starting out. And then Uh, He actually took me to my first Brian Tracy event uh, Mm. back then, and that was my first exposure to self-development and uh, self-improvement. And I remember I had a $300 credit card and maxed it out. I bought every program I could at that time where you'd buy the six-CD set. You know, It was was like a book, and it had three CDs on this side and three CDs on this side. And I think I bought it like six programs, the psychology of selling, psychology of mindset, all these different things. And, And at that time, I had this... Volkswagen Jetta, and lucky for me, it had a six-disc changer that (laughs) that was in the trunk, you know, so you'd open up the trunk, and and I could put all six CDs in there, and so that's what just got me started on that journey there, Uh, and then I just progressed in sales over the years, but, you know, really what it came down to was 2020 shut down my my current business, my financial services business, and whenever uh, the pandemic hit, I, I worked with all the teachers at Dallas ISD on their retirement planning. And so when the school shut down, my business shut down. And so I was left over the summer of 2020 at 41 years old asking myself, how do I start over without starting over? And if I'm going to transition, how do I transition and where do I go? Like, what do I actually do? And the funny thing was, is Michael has been trying to recruit me in real estate since 2002. So for for almost 20 years, he's been trying to get me in real estate, and I never wanted to be a real estate agent. And I just, uh, but as uh, 2020 progressed over that summer, I watched real estate grow more and more. I thought, well, if I'm actually going to make the transition, this would be the time to do it. But I was really scared to death because once you've tasted success, it's very hard to start all over again. Uh, And and especially in the middle of a time when everything was unsure, Um, nobody knew what was going to happen. You know, we didn't know how the world was going to reopen what was going to happen the you know it, there was just so much un, you know uncertainty left and, and and for myself and i was just like well if i get into this uh, one thing michael always said was it's not the best real estate agent that wins it's the best marketer mm-hmm. and so that's what kind of resonated with me to where instead of getting into real estate and trying to figure it out i wanted to try to figure out a plan and then get into real estate and i thought if i could figure out a plan and a way to attract business versus chase it then I could see a way that I could get started. And if I could make uh, one or two six figures in the first year, I thought that would be successful. Uh, but I wasn't expecting what happened to happen, but uh, I'll kind of kick it over to my man, Travis, and let him go from there.
2: Yeah. no, I mean, it was you know the same thing. I've been in sales since I got out of the military in, in 2010, and I have a lot of experience in sales. And um, you know, four years ago, I mean, me and Levi, have both have like really similar stories where we, we lost our businesses just a, a short few years ago. And you know, my, my background was all in marketing and advertising. I've worked with some of the top internet marketers in the world. And so I had a, I had a really good idea of what to do. And then I also had a really good idea of what not to do and what I definitely didn't want to do. And you know, it was, it was really crazy because me and Levi, we actually met each other over at uh, Michael Reese's house, cause he's a buddy of mine as well. And I was actually over there at the time. I still had my marketing business. I was about to shut it down. I had a really bad business partner that was just not doing what he was supposed to be doing. I was about to shut it down. So I was working on this software with them and I was transitioning over and I knew that I was going to be getting into real estate and Levi walked in and, you know, he didn't really say much like he never really does, you know, until you get to know him. He's just like real quiet. I'm like, does this guy hate me or does he love me? Like, I really can't tell like what's going on over here. So, you know, we didn't really talk too much. And then, uh, you know, I got licensed and, you know, I launched my Facebook ads and I started getting all these leads and I was like cold calling and all this other stuff and I would like learn really quickly I was like no this is this is definitely not the way I do not want to do this. I mean, we were called we were getting I could get leads for two or three bucks a piece. But I was getting so many of those leads so quickly. Like we, we couldn't keep up I couldn't call them all. And so I saw Levi do his start his launched uh, his his channel right in 2000 uh, December of 2020. So almost coming up on two years. And I was like, man, I think YouTube's definitely going to be the way so I reached out to him. I was like, Hey, man, like, you know, I think he had like 30 or 50 subscribers or something like that at the time. And I was like, dude, I really I, I love what you're doing, man. Like, would you like kind of guide me in the right direction you know i'm thinking about you know doing youtube over, over in fort worth and uh you know so we we kind of started you know kind of like work dating for a little while and uh he would you show me a little bit about what he's doing and, and how he's doing it he would come out and help me film you know we, i would go down and do things that were on the fort worth side and he would you know he it was really funny because in the very first video i ever, I ever did it was you know he'd, he'd already had some good experience he had it done really good and i was like ah, i don't need to practice i got this shit no worries like, I, <laughs>
1: he just tried to wing it I was
2: just trying to wing it. Big waste of my time. <laughs> <laughs> How was that time worked out for you? Yeah, How, yeah. And so it worked out well, and so well, I yeah. Completed the video. <laughs> he edited your part. The, out. Fr- the first, out t- t-touché, t-touché.
1: yeah, his <laughs> first video. I ended up doing it, <laughs> and he was there just like, yeah,
2: like yeah. yeah. It worked out. It worked out, and so you know Dallas, we know you know. It was cool because it was, I, I feel like everything, which just kind of meant to be, man. I mean, he was going to go out of town uh, in in March of 2021, and uh, he decided not to go out of town. And he, but he had Airbnb his house. I was like, hey, man, why don't you just come come stay with me for for a few weeks? You know what I'm saying? I was like, I got a couple of kids, and they're really you know they're really uh, they're awesome, but they're also a lot of work. I was like, as long as you can deal with that, you know, yeah. come come crash over my place. So. Yeah, this
1: wasn't a weekend. I actually had a, a month. Like had a month trip planned.
0: It's like, like I was a reality gonna, show. Yeah, life yeah, swap, but it's come hang with me. And, well, I was
1: gonna leave for a month. And so I rented my, I Airbnb my house, which, you know, pay, that's a vacation hack, right? It paid for my whole trip because uh, two people booked the house for two weeks each. Mm -hmm. And so uh, whenever I decided that it was not the right time for me to go, especially because the channel was really just kind of starting to pop off at that time. Yeah. Then that's when I was kind of like, well, I made the decision not to go, but then I didn't have anywhere to stay. <laughs> I yeah. was like homeless for a month, and I was thinking, well, I could go rent my own Airbnb or do something. I mean, I was going to try to figure it out, and that's when Travis was like, why don't you come stay at my house? Yeah. I got a great couch up in the theater room you <laughs> can sleep on. It. I thought he had at least a bed or something. I didn't realize I mean, couch you couch not going to fit there. in that crib,
2: man, yeah. you know what I mean, that other room. And yeah, so it, it just worked out. We, we just kind of started to work together and things started happening and deal, like leads were coming in and, and I was just moving them really quickly. You know what I mean? And, you know, that that was kind of the start of it. You know, we like I said, we started work dating for a little while, you know, before we got hitched. And, you know, now we're, we're business partners on, on so many different projects and so many different companies that we have. And, you know, everything is just kind of been smooth sailing, you know, for the most part ever, ever since then. And we're just trying to trying to learn and trying to grow.
0: Yeah, man, you guys are are doing an incredible job. So the universe brings you guys together. You partner up and figure out, hey, we're a good fit for each other. So kind of talk through the YouTube journey because I'm sure realtors and even lenders like myself with people and there's like, hey, you know, you come up with that idea, but you know, you have to execute it and you have to do trial and error and you have to be patient. You have to figure out what works. So you get things rolling, you guys meet each other, you partner up and you get it all going. So the first couple of months, you know, how's the journey? What'd you decide to do? Do you have any fallout? Did it work quickly? When's your first deal go viral? Kind of walk everybody through that on how long it took and when you realized you were onto something.
1: Yeah, well, I think well the the important thing is is like you mentioned is over the summer when I finally decided to to go all in on YouTube. What happened was is once I made the decision, okay, if I'm going to make the move into real estate again, I wanted to try to figure out how to develop a plan first. Mm-hmm. And I, I was thinking, how am I going to compete in Dallas with? you know, brokers and agents that have been in the business for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Right. And is there, is there a gap in the market? Is there an actual gap or is everything already been done? Mm-hmm. And if I'm going to attract business, you know, how can I do that in the shortest amount of time with the least amount of money as well? So those are the questions that I had to ask myself first. And what, and of course I realized, well, social media is probably the best way to do that, but which platform? Because the thing is, is that also I, I understood that, that everyone always says when you start, you've got to be on every social platform. And I think that's a huge mistake because they, you end up putting 20% effort across five different platforms and nobody really understands a platform before they dive into it. Most people dabble on all the platforms. They spread themselves thin, And what happens is one maybe starts to take off. And so then they, then they avert all their effort there, but then they don't even really dig into it. So I knew I wanted to do it through social media. I knew I wanted to do it through one platform, but which platform? Mm. And everybody was saying Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Especially TikTok in 2020, because every agent was waking up with 10,000 followers. uh, And they were like, you gotta be on TikTok. But whenever I really dug into it, I didn't see people turning over a massive amount of business or, or anything else. And plus they were supplementing their current business. Most of these people are already successful in real estate. And so, and, and none of those platforms really fit my personality. I didn't really see myself fitting in on those platforms. And so uh, it's, it's funny as I stumbled upon YouTube, it was the last choice. But then I realized YouTube's a search engine, not a social media platform. Oh. And so I think where I didn't fit in with the other platforms is what I saw was a bunch of experienced agents telling their stories, their experiences, educating people on the buying and selling process, which I had zero experience in doing. But as I dug in more of YouTube and realized it's a search engine, and I found out, well, people are actually, and you can actually look what people are searching for, and people are searching about Dallas and they're searching about Dallas suburbs and neighborhoods and things to do and places to eat. And that was a light bulb moment to say, well, I don't know anything about a real estate transaction, but I know everything about Dallas because I've been here for 20 years. Right. And if I can educate people on Dallas, Uh, what happens is you end up capturing them in the research phase before they've ever decided to hire a real estate agent or a mortgage lender. Mm. You know, because you think about it, you got to think about your your client, you got to get in their mindset, in their shoes. And whenever they it's time to make a move, do they say, Hey, honey, it's time to buy a house. Let's go see if we can find the best dancing real estate agent on TikTok. Right. No. Do they say, Hey, it's time to buy a house, let's go on Facebook and see what's on the market. No, they say, hey, it's time to go. I think we're going to move to Dallas because this state is going crazy or, or lockdowns or taxes or my corporation is uprooting to Texas. Sure. What's it like to live in Dallas? So they start researching the city and the neighborhood and the areas and the schools first. Mm. That's what they're thinking about them and their family and what's going to be a good fit for them, not oh, let's go on to Instagram and see if we can find the best agent posting really cool market reports. Right. You know, they're, they're not in that mindset. And so every agent or most agents typically, uh, you know, interrupt interrupt marketing. They yep. do interruption marketing. And so, and they, they're thinking about themselves. How do I sell myself first versus how do I provide value to the client? So that was the, the big thing to move into uh, to YouTube. And then once I decided on YouTube and I saw a path, If you treat YouTube like a hobby, it'll pay you like a hobby. If you treat it like a business, it'll pay you like a business. And I think the other mistake people make is they don't dig into the platform and understand it from a producer side versus a consumer side. So when you understand it from a producer side, then you understand the back end, the analytics, the data, how it works, what are the functions, what matters, what doesn't matter. And so I just took time to study that over about 60 days. And that's why I like to say you can hyper-learn any subject in 60 days. And if you want to be the best TikToker, if you want to be the best YouTuber, or you want to be the best postcard marketer on the planet, sit down and study it for the next 60 days. Read books, vlogs, blogs, YouTube, uh, you know, whatever you can do, get on Clubhouse, listen to people talk about it. If you want to be the best postcard marketer, it, the information is out there, right. but you have to sit down and actually develop a plan. And so, you know, just building out a business plan before launching on a, on, a, on a social media platform or actually a search engine platform, I think was really critical. And so I didn't guess it like what I was going to do over the next six months. I already had it written down. Mm-hmm. I already knew, Uh, based on search and what I could find, what videos to shoot, what I was gonna do, what I was gonna publish. I looked at the other agents in the market. So all of that was planned out before even started. So I never second guessed what I was doing. I only second guessed was it gonna work. (laughs) So that was it. And then, yeah, meeting Travis at that time, I knew from the beginning I wanted a partner. Uh, And like Travis, I had actually just gotten out of a bad partnership as well in that previous business. It wasn't just COVID. It was a lot of issues with that partner. So I was a little reluctant on that side. But at the same time, I I knew I wanted a partner because I didn't want to be the transactional real estate agent either and have to try to do everything myself. I'd been in sales for the last 20 years, and this time I wanted to kind of focus on marketing. And what's Hmm. funny is Travis had been in marketing, and he wanted to focus on sales. Yeah, you know, So that was a uh, uh, kind of a perfect marriage there
0: Wow. So that's, I mean, you know, for people that are watching this, obviously, I mean, what you did is you studied the platform. I think it's a great point. Like people just get on social and they just jump on. So you study the platform, figured out what works, put together a formula and took that into the the production piece and was like, okay, great. I know what's hitting. I know what's working now. I don't have to guess it. Right. Cause I think some people that don't study or know it, they put stuff out there. They're not exactly sure how it works. They quit pretty quick. And so you made sure that you had the recipe before you did it. So you get that, you start launching videos, you know, you guys are out there. So the leads come in quick. Uh, do contracts come in quick? Is it a test phase? What does that, you know, second phase look like? If I know how it works, I've got the formula, time to shoot the videos and dump it out there. What does that look like to <coughs> you? And how long did it take before, you know, it picked up momentum and got you guys to where you felt like, okay, I know it's gonna work now because I have the evidence?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that I knew it was going to work. Um because, I mean, like I said, I've, I've been in sales for so long. Like when I was in the car business, that was the first sales job I'd ever had. I mean, people were literally trying to fist fight me for like a $200 mini. Like they would literally try to fight you for a car deal. And so like that was like really hard sales. And then, and then I would have to work the service drive. I would have to make 200, 300 cold calls a day. I mean, it was really, really hard sales until you kind of built up, you know, you know your, your database, right? Then I went and worked for some top internet marketers, right? And I was helping sell their courses and all this. And it was like 200, 300 cold calls a day really really hard work Facebook everything was just such hard work to make sales mm-hmm. and the when I knew this was like the real deal it was like one of the very first I, the, the leads started coming in right okay okay cool this this is definitely working these conversations are fire they're like hopping on zoom calls with this dude and they're like oh my god I can't believe it's you he had like 100 subscribers at the time or whatever you know <laughs> like but it was like the way that youtube portrays you to other people doesn't matter if you have 30 subscribers or 30,000 subscribers people get to know you and love you and really truly trust you and the conversation was completely different you know everything that i'm used to was mainly outbound this was completely different it was all inbound people were right. calling us they were reaching out to us texting us emailing us wanting to hop on zoom calls and it was just it was just a completely different ball game when these leads start coming in i'm like okay this is definitely this is definitely the real deal and and it's like, hey, man, you keep pumping this out. I'll close 100 transactions. Like, you just keep doing the videos and I'll handle all the real estate yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. Right. And so, I think one of the very first deals I closed was in less than 24 hours that this family had flown in from California and their agent, that like, this is like things were like starting to really pick up. So, things yeah. were like, you had to, you started, you were starting to have to move really quick at this time. And, you know, uh, they, they came into town and, They found us on YouTube, like in the in the 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 night before. I think it was like 11:30 at night, and they said that their agent hadn't been responding or wasn't giving them the attention that they need. And the very next morning, I met them at 11 o'clock at a new construction and closed the deal. Like I'm talking like less than 12 hours or so, this deal was like completely closed. Okay, boom. Then the next one was like that, and then the next one was like that, and then every single one of these deals. I mean, they. It was just, like, crazy. I think, like, last April um, was our first time we closed any transactions. I think we closed, like, two transactions last April. And then every single month from there on was it double or triple. Like, it went from, like, nice. two to, like, four to, like, eight to 13 to 15 to 16. And then we've had 30 months where we've done 35 transactions from YouTube, right? right? And, and like, it was just our average conversion cycle is 43 days i think it's 47 now right and that's because these people will watch us for so long on youtube mm-hmm. when they reach out they're ready they're reaching out to us on on their time frame when they're ready they i mean I've, i can't tell you how many people i've talked to have been like travis like i love you guys like i've seen you and levi for the last 6 months sure. and i said from the moment i saw that first video that i was going to reach out to you whenever it was the it was the right time sure so people like it, i knew that it was the real deal like off those first couple transactions and then it just got crazier and crazier and crazier i mean i think youtube's by far the the, the best marketing platform I, I mean i know it's not technically like you know uh you know instagram or anything like yeah, that. yeah but it's i think it's the best platform on the planet to be able to generate business from
0: Yeah. So you guys pick up momentum, you get rolling, you're like, this is for real, right? It's not a one-time thing. You continue to do it. So you're, you know, to to Levi's point, you guys are sharing neighborhoods and things in Dallas and then you're getting the attraction piece. One, because people are getting to know you via the video. So they kind of feel your tonality Mm -hmm. and your personality. And the fact that you guys are professional, sharp and know what you are doing, it builds that trust. But, you know, mind everybody that's watching, you know, they came up with this during the COVID era as well. So, realtors are lenders by nature. A lot of their old school tactics, where they're knocking on doors and shaking hands, and doing all that—they didn't have the ability to do all that. So, mm-hmm. the next best thing is, hey, how do I get somebody on video? Yeah. How do I build the trust? And obviously, things go viral, and things start to pick up. And you know, you guys say, okay, we're onto something. So, it gets to a point to where you guys are going, subscribers are, are, are you know adding up. You guys are getting clients, getting under contract, everything else is good. So, when did you get to the point where you're like, not only is this real, we want to continue it, but we want to keep pouring gas on the fire? But now we have to build the team. Sure. Now we to build a brand. When did you get to that phase to where you have pretty much like every realtor's wet dream, which is like, we have too much good Mm -hmm. organic business calling us right now. It's what everyone wants is like, I want to be so popular and hit a lick so well that I literally can't handle it until you can't handle it. And then once you can't handle it, it's like, hey, how do we replicate and clone? And so when did you get into that spot to where like, not only was it the thing that we're going to continue to do and scale up, but we've got to get some additional help
2: yeah i would would say that was probably around october of last year when we kind of started really talking about it because i think that month i closed like 13 transactions or or something something crazy it was like it was a high amount of transaction i was like dude like we're we're gonna be in trouble here you know if we if we don't start growing a team here locally and you know uh levi was a little hesitant about it at first and uh you know now i think everything has worked out really well i mean he was 100 on board you know and, and um it worked out extremely well and then by November we started to, uh, you know, reach out to people. And like, for me, it was like really easy to grow the actual team because when I was like calling, you know, um, the listing agents, because like but last year, I mean, there was 30, 40, 50 offers. I'd call every single listing agent and I would basically negotiate the deal on the phone with the listing agent, get a verbal agreement, take that over to my buyer and be like, Hey, look, they're going to take this deal. If we do this right now, the buyer would be like, okay, cool. Let's just do the deal. Right. I needed the house. Rates were good. Everything was, it was just, I mean, it was just crazy how fast things were moving, but I would like talk to listing agents and let them know or doing and like, Oh my God, you're actually, you're doing that on YouTube. Let me see your YouTube channel. So I started talking to listing agents and I was like, Hey, you know, we're looking to grow our team. We have plenty of YouTube leads just like this. And so, you know, I started having listing agents joining the team and more listings agents joining the team. And then, you know, it just kind of, kind of just grew from there. But last, you know, last November, I mean, we really started making a a big push and, you know, this year we've, we've learned a lot. We've had, you know, upwards of 17, 18 agents on the team and we've, we've let some of them, you know, let some of them go, you know, because personalities just weren't necessarily necessarily there but you know I mean we're, we're still pretty new into the business and so we've we have learned a lot this year I've, I've certainly learned a lot as a leader and as a mentor to, to people on the team but yeah I mean that was really when we started pushing to grow grow a team because I mean there would have been no way that I could have handled that amount of business especially when January February March April came around earlier this year. There would have been no way we would have. We could have potentially burned out on our brand.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. And I think every championship team in the making, man, it has to prune. You yeah. go through people, you figure it out. It's just part of the process. So, for people that are watching, obviously, you know they're they're picking up on the story. They know you guys are know what you're doing and getting it done. For the numbers people, let's throw some numbers out there. So, you know, talk about 21, 22, how many units, volume, GCI, things like that, because people are watching and saying, man, this is great. I'm going to follow these guys. This is good. I want them to be my partners and, you know, and stuff here and there. But is there this, this one deal? Is this a hundred deals? Is this, what does that look like for 21 and 22? So people have some measurements on, wow, not only is the video great and you got a couple contracts, but what are we closing and funding?
1: Oh great so first year, hold on, I'll just reach over and grab this real quick. So first year that was 33 and a half million, 64 transactions uh, right at 1 million in GCI. Wow. so what's funny is that you know Michael Michael Reese, you know he, he came in to chase this guy named Jay Kinder. Well, it took Jay Kinder Jay Kinder got into real estate I think around two thousand sure. uh, year 2000. And it took him five years to make a million in GCI, you know, in a, in a one-year period, right. you know. So it took him five years and then that fifth year. And so Michael came in. He was that type of person to say, well, I want to do it in less time. And he did it in three years. And again, that was really one of my biggest fears of getting into real estate because I knew how successful Jay and Michael yeah. were. And I also was, you know, being 41, that's, like a, that's a scary time to start over. Sure. And so I was thinking also the last thing I want to do in is just really start at the bottom and scrape from the barrel. And start, you know, you know, shaking hands and kissing babies. Nothing wrong with that. I'm just at a different point in my life where I I didn't really want to do that. The Boiler Room, that movie. I love that movie in the year 2000, but I didn't want to be that guy. So it was funny that. Uh, over the course of the the first year, you know, we didn't sell a, a transact, we didn't close a transaction in the first quarter. So the channel launched December fifth of twenty twenty. We didn't close a, a home in January, February, or March. Like Travis said, we closed the first two transactions in April of twenty twenty one. And so over the last nine months, we ended up closing sixty four transactions. 33 and a half million and a million and seven. The thing is, is once you start reaching that that point, you start getting closer and closer to a million. Like I was really thinking if we did two or 300,000 in GCI, yeah, me too. that would have been awesome. But when we passed that like so quickly, uh, then it was like, well, let's get to five, now six, now yeah. seven. And then we're like, we're gonna hit a million. Yeah. And I remember in December of last year, the funny thing was, is that we got to, it was like a million, uh, no, it was like 900,000, 990, yeah. Nine hundred ninety yeah. thousand was right, right under almost a
0: million. Yeah, yeah. It was right under. It was
1: like seventeen thousand yeah. under. Okay, Got or no, ten thousand under is what it was. Ten thousand under, and literally, and it was like the twenty-fifth, or no, the the twelve the fifteenth, or something of December fifteenth. So pretty much, you knew at this point you're not gonna probably get it, right? right. So we're kind of like, eh, well, that's a bummer. But nine hundred ninety thousand, that's not bad for our yeah. first sure. full year. And then all of a sudden, Travis locks in this cash yeah. deal, Let's a cash a deal. Head. With a 17k commission, that's going to close ten days later. (laughs) It closed what December 28th or 30th? I think it was the 30th. It literally closed December 30th, (laughs) and that pushed us to a million seven thousand. So I was very happy to say we we broke a million in commissions in our first year, and that's not even closing a deal in the first three months. Mm. Now this year so far, uh, what I was going to look up real quick because I know Emily uh, just sent this to us. 180. Here's the funny thing right now is we're at 180 closed transactions and it's uh, GCI closed is 92, almost 93 million. I mean, not GCI, but uh, volume, Volume, 93 million. Yeah. 93 million pending right now. We're at 7.7 pending. So literally we're at 99.9
0: million. Version 2.0 again. Yes. Yeah.
1: Right, right <laughs> uh, under that, we're a hundred thousand in volume. So you know, uh, we just need one more deal. Uh, we well, need Well, David one. just got one under
0: the contract today. That's right. There it, it is. is. Oh, yeah. there it is, is the we just broke hundred. All you gotta do is manifest it and it's out so there. So
1: we're gonna uh so it looks like we'll close a hundred right at a hundred million, which was funny. At the beginning of the year, our goal this year was a hundred and five million. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, after January and February, sure. when we <laughs> and March we blew up, we were like, 200. well, let's go to two hundred million. Yeah. And so yeah. we 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 actually that's how uh confident we were uh to say, hey, I because we, we, we were pacing that. Actually, oh, We were pacing that. If we, yeah. we would have stepped... Stayed on pace for the first quarter, of course, different market, uh, we
0: would have done that. But our original
1: goal was 105 yeah. million this year, and it looks like we will close right at 100 million.
0: That's incredible, man. 12 and 24 months, you guys are doing, <clears throat> you know, million dollar GCI plus 100 million, even in a market that's corrected so bad and it's pushed out 50% of the people and volumes dropping left and right, you guys are still going to crack 100 million. It's just incredible, man. So, um, talk a little bit about the YouTube thing. You know, when you talk about people that are scared uh, about shooting video. Like I'm scared on YouTube. I don't know what to shoot. It takes me too much time. I think one of the things that you taught me in the past and just shout out to them, they encouraged me to do my YouTube channel, um, which obviously I'm working on getting it going, but you, there's a lot of discovery there. And you talk about, you know, uh, shooting videos makes you time. It doesn't cost you time and things here and there kind of unpack that with people, what it does to the business that people think, man, I'm just working all the time. I don't have time to do this and edit and shoot here and there. Give them a little expert high level feedback on, on the mindset they should have around that. Well, if you don't have time to make video, that's exactly
1: why you should make video. Yep. Mm. Because clearly your time is not leveraged properly. Mm. And if those that love the the idea of the four hour work week, video is the true four hour work week. Nice. And and I don't even spend four hours a week on video. It's it may be more like two in totality, and really probably not even that that much. If I throw if I do a neighborhood tour, yeah, maybe I do two hours worth of video shoot. And but otherwise, you think about it now. I can record a 15-minute video in 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. I mean, I, I just need to know have my bullet points, and that's it. I it's one take. It's it's super easy uh, because the proficiency level. Think about anything you've ever done. When you start out, it it, it yes, it takes more time, uh, but you're learning a skill, and and with proficiency with practice, it, it gets better, and you condense that time. But uh, you know, for those people that say they don't have time, yes, that's exactly why you should do video because. Video, as you just mentioned, doesn't make you time, but compounds your time. So anytime you invest in something, stocks, real estate, crypto, your number one question is usually what's going to be the return of my investment. Correct. So you should be saying that with whatever you invest your time in, especially Mm. if time is the most valuable asset, as they say. You should be saying, if I'm about to do this project, what's the return of my time? That's very difficult to measure with hardly anything. But with YouTube analytics, we can tell. Like Mm -hmm. One video one video took us thirty minutes to make. It's been watched over ten thousand hours, Gosh. you know, in a year. So if you you think about that, well, that's a profit of nine thousand nine hundred ninety-five, you know, hours, yeah. uh, based off of a thirty-minute investment. Number mm-hmm. one, but the amount of business that has brought us on top of that, I mean, th- that's the thing. You can directly measure the return of time, and and I say the channel has been watched over, uh, just through July, over 130,400 watch hours. You divide that by 24 hours in a day, that's equivalent to 14.88 years. Yeah. So that means in a year yeah. and a half, we turned a year and a half uh, of our time into uh, one and a half decades worth of prospecting. Yeah. Sure. So uh, look, col- calling works, I-, I get it. And I know people that have bit- built big businesses off. that. I know you still call, yeah. but you gotta look at it this way that you can only talk to one person at one time, and as soon as you hang up that phone, your lead generation stops. Right. Dead in its tracks. That phone is not calling for you, but I can make one video in the same amount of time, you you, you know, someone may have one phone conversation, and that video goes to work with me, not just minute for minute, but in multiples. Because now you can watch it, he can watch it, they can watch it, a thousand people can watch it at one time and I can reach a thousand people mm. in, in in one minute versus making one phone call.
0: Yeah. And you guys may be believers on that, man. I mean, what you guys can't see on the other side of this camera is I've got a YouTube studio on the other side. And when Levi and them taught me about YouTube saying that it compounds time and the messaging and it lives forever, stuff here. And these things are, these things are true. I think people have to get over the fear of, you know, how does it look and how does it sound? It's just, you know, it's a learned skill and it takes time. But to your point, like once you get the groove and you figure out what it can do for you, um, you can never get away from it. So I think that's important for people to Know, to get started and understand it's not about the video, it's the compounding piece. And I agree, if you don't have time to shoot video, it's the reason that you should shoot video. Yeah. There are so many times now that I'm having mortgage conversations, financial conversations, where I will send them a video, my YouTube video in lieu of that. Yeah. And so 10 people will watch my eight minute long form educational on some type of interest rate buy down strategy here and there. And, you know, it saves me an hour on the phone, but at the same time too, like I pick up that extra time elsewhere to work on the business or help clients and so that stuff's good. So, you know, you guys obviously have crushed in that area. Financially, you've done well. You made a big name for yourself in Dallas. Um, Talk to me about what it's done for you guys on a bigger level. Like, you know, who has it connected you with? What type of partnerships are you putting together? Who else has eyeballs on you? And what does the future look like? Not only for the channel, the team from the real estate piece, but partnership piece, network piece. Um, What does that look like? Because I know you guys are speaking on stage and, you know, you're not only growing the channel and the lead and the closing piece, but it's going to different levels. So what's next for you? What does that look like right now?
2: I'll let you head off some of that.
1: Okay. Okay. One of our goals this year was to get to as many live events as possible, yep. uh, whether we were speaking or not. And I didn't realize it until Alex told me uh, how much we've been taking him away from his home uh, and uh, you know all of his jet skis and stuff. You're for, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like he's like man, you guys are drugged me to 25 conferences this year, so at least two per month. I was like, holy cow. Yeah,
2: we've been busy. Man. Yeah, uh, it's been great though.
1: Yeah, and and but from no. that, you know, the thing is, is that just like just like YouTube, just like anything, these conferences. What we I always stress the point with people is that you you can't look at today's cost versus tomorrow's value. You have to look at tomorrow's value over wow. today's cost. In a conference, like y- yes, you can monetize that. You can say, okay, it cost me five hundred dollars for a plane ticket. It cost me uh, five hundred dollars for the conference ticket. It cost me a thousand dollars for the hotel. Right. So mm-hmm. most people say that's too expensive. Right. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I'm not going to afford that or spend that money. But the the return on that from the relationships from the the. Uh, proximity of people. I mean, you get to meet influencers, corporate staff, uh, you know, high-level people that you may never have a get an opportunity to rub shoulders with, hang out with at the bar, at the pool, on the beach because you're in this environment where they become accessible. Mm -hmm. So for that reason alone, I, I don't know how you... Uh, exactly monetize that return, but I just know that I think it's invaluable. Really, it's priceless. So you can't, so it's an initial investment, yes, but the return on the relationships and the people that you meet uh, that it, I think is invaluable, and for us, I mean, already to you know sh- be able to share the stage with Tony Robbins, yep. with Ryan Serhant, uh, to work with Pete Vargas, oh. who runs Ten X Stages, uh, and Pete Vargas is the, the the stage coach behind Tony Robbins and Grant Cardone and Michael Hyatt. I mean, all these people, and so to be able to spend a day with him and work with him, he's he has a blurb on our book. So that's the other great thing is you know we we're coming out with the book Passive Prospecting because. We believe in the power of video, you know, video always prospecting for us. So we call that passive prospecting. Nice. Just like passive income, everybody loves passive income, but it takes a lot of work up front to get that working in the back end. Well, it's the same thing with video. Video takes work up front, but once Mm. you get it going, it starts prospecting for you and it becomes a passive uh, uh, asset for you Mm. on the back end. And so the book, you know, we got blurbs on there from Pete Vargas, from uh, Chris Frederick, from... Uh, Dennis Yu from Sean Cannell from Benji Travis Jeez.
2: and forward by Ryan Serhant.
1: Yeah. And, and we got the forward written by Ryan Sirhan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that happened because of these events from, you know, showing up from working with people, from providing value, from saying yes, yeah you know, and, and the thing is, is we got speaking opportunities from being at events and people sure. seeing us speak and then they come up and invite you. And the thing is, is that if you're not there, uh, you know, like we went with, with to grow with video, Sean Cannell's up there yep and brings our channel up on stage. Never right. told us he was going to do that. But the thing was, is that if we hadn't been there, first of all, mm-hmm. after that session, the all 30 real estate agents that were at that conference came up to us and they're like, oh, you're in real estate. How are you doing this? And so we got to make those connections. But if we hadn't been there and been present, we right. would have never met those 30 real estate agents, uh, you know, and been able to network and meet with them. And so mm-hmm. everything's a compound effect. It's a cascade of events. Uh, you know. Speaking at Build, uh, you were there, right? uh, Build for, uh, you know, to speak with Tony Robbins in front of 6,000 agents, that started a year before at the Build the year before. And if I told you that story, that's, that happened because we continually showed up, build those relationships. Um, one thing led to another, and it was a progression. But that that was a year in advance in the making, and you got to plant those seeds, and you got to work through that. And so, it, it, we've been very active on that forefront. The thing is, is that nobody's really going to promote you better than yourself.
2: Yeah, well, we found that out quick. Yeah, and so,
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. And you yeah. can you can have a lot you of to success. Fight, you to fight for it. You know, uh, our brokerage, EXP. As much as we love them, you know, th- 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 more and more we find. more more and more people, they're finding out about us. And that's right. usually through word of mouth. Yep. And So nobody's really like analyzing the numbers, looking at it, sewing, you know, uh, and nobody's like seeking out you to say uh, a lot of times, especially in the beginning. And so, you know, you, you have to get out there, you have to rub shoulders, you know, meet the right people. So we've been our, our own biggest marketers, uh, uh, which is why I know we've had the traction so fast, right. is because uh, we made an effort to that because we knew the faster we get out there and get in front of people and we can build that brand, then it's gonna open up doors. And it's just open up so many doors and we've been able to build relationships very quickly with the right people and that's the cool thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I believe that we we knew it was our time. I mean, we had to make it happen, and we had to make it happen like right now, because I mean, that no wave lasts forever, right? Sure. You know what I mean? And like, we had all the momentum going. And you know, when I when I worked for those top internet marketers, man, that was when I was in the car business. I got exposed to mentors and what it was like to like. I didn't personally invest my money into mentors, but I, I remember I went to my very first um, uh, event. It, my car dealership actually flew me out to uh, to Arizona, and. And I, I met with this, with this coach, and there was all these other GMs there. And I was like, man, this is like, this is like the super hack right here, because I'm like learning what this guy has learned from 20 or 30 years. And I'm learning Correct. it over, over a week's time over here. And so, you know, whenever I got out of the car business, um, my buddy, his name, his name is Ryan Stuman. Um, at the time I worked for him. I wanted to get into internet marketing. I wanted to, I, cause I, I wanted to get out of the car business because I was working, you know, seven days a week. And I mean, it was like bell to bell eight o'clock to 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. I mean, I do that now, but at least I get to do it for myself. Right. But I wanted to get out of that grind because like, I couldn't take a vacation. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't do anything. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to hit it, my boy and I'm going to work for him. And I'm going to learn how to do this internet marketing thing. Cause like he invited me to one of his events and he, I think he had like 30 or 35 people there. And each one of them paid like $5,000 to be there. I was like, bro, you just came up on like 150 grand for like one week. And he's like, yeah, bro, it's like this internet marketing thing. And I'm yep. like, what? So I get into the internet marketing space. Well, he starts blowing up and he gets invited to these events. And I'm like his right hand guy at the time, right? And so we start going to all these events together. And I knew that these events were extremely powerful because you just like Levi said, you go out there and you get to shake hands with people you would never get to meet normally. You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, these are like huge players. And They're even bigger now. They've all blown up. It's been probably, you know, I guess four years now since I was doing all that, four or five years since I started doing that. But I mean, these these relationships are completely, you know, you can't you can't put a monetary value on them. They're right. so important. And the most important thing is to make everything that you can out of them. You, you know what I mean? I, you can go and, yeah, you can go spend this money and then get nothing out of it. Absolutely. And, and, and a lot of people are afraid to spend that money, I think, it's because they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't believe that they're going to go, they're going to network, they're going to put themselves out there are going to put themselves into a situation for success a lot of people are scared of success you know and they, they they may not admit it out loud but they will put things in front of them to block them from from entering into that next phase of success right. but I believe that the, one of the best ways to do that is in, in, invest in yourself me and Levi have spent multiple six figures this year I mean we spent six figures for one day with the best speaker coach in the world I mean that right there is because we believe in ourselves we needed a mm-hmm. strategy to help take us to the next level and we knew that we wanted to be the best on stage. Levi always wants to be the best at everything that he does. Okay, cool. Like, that's what I, I love about this guy. I mean, we're both, we're, we're, who's the best, right? Who's the best? All right, let's pay him whatever it takes to go spend time with the best. Right. Six figures for what, eight hours, nine hours? I mean, but it's going to come back, it's going to come back tenfold. It already has. I mean, he crushed it on stage, you know, at build in front of 6,000 people, crushes every single thing that he does. And he's helped us open our eyes up to a whole uh, another business strategy that could so that could lead to, um, you know, eight figure, nine figure business on, on, on what we're doing on that side of the business but if we had never spent that money to get there I mean who knows where we would be right now you know right. we may not know those things maybe the presentation wouldn't be doing as well as it's doing who, who knows but we are willing to do that and we have, we have done that over and over and over again we've lost a ton of money you know on things that didn't work on lead sources that didn't work I mean that's just part of the business you know what I mean and, and if you're not willing to do that if you're not willing to, to grow and, and spend money to do so I mean you're going to stay stuck where you're at and like that's that's what that's what kind of happened this year and and that's leading into next year which next year is going to be huge i mean we're going to do you know even better because of all these different relationships sure. that we've built things that we have learned i mean we're just getting started in this game so i'm looking forward to next year for sure
0: yeah i mean for everybody that's watching you know the takeaway on that is it's not what it costs you to do it it's what it cost you not to do oh yeah for it. Sure. that's the biggest t- takeaway yeah. on this piece and the opportunities that it's created for these guys is just incredible i mean obviously from a monetary standpoint you know uh eyeballs standpoint from clients, the YouTube channel, being on stage, all these things matter. And so the takeaway in this is you guys have to understand, again, you don't get those opportunities unless you invest in yourself and you understand the ROI piece on the back end. I like the the takeaway. You've got to think about tomorrow's value. There are too many people stuck in a day and they're worried about, about that piece. If they wouldn't have invested themselves in this area and all this kind of stuff and they're just getting started, you never know. So yeah, I, got, part, I got one more thing on yeah, that, yeah. man. I, I
2: think sure. it's really important uh, for for agents or mortgage or anybody who, who's, who's out there that you need to set aside money to to reinvest back into yourself. I, I can't stress to you, me and Levi, we took almost nothing from the business for over a year. I mean, we literally took every, almost every single penny that we would make and we would just reinvest it back into the company. And, you know, I was talking to an agent today who's wanting to to join our team. And, you know, I was telling her, I was like, you need to set aside at least 20% of your income to reinvest into marketing strategies or staff. And that's at the very, very least, you know, I mean, you, you need to not keep all that money. You need to play safe with your taxes. You need to have your write-offs. You need to have all that stuff set up the right way. And then you need to absolutely make sure that you have money set aside to reinvest into your Yourself or reinvest back into the business, your mindset, coaches, all that good stuff. Make sure that you have available funds to do that because it's gonna help you grow exponentially for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, two other things I wanna make sure that we cover for the audience that I know is interesting. One, so I wanna go back to what you talked about a minute. So outside of the YouTube, the closing of the stage, today we talk about passive prospecting. What is that? Is that courses for realtors that they wanna know do what you're doing to join the team? Kind of unpack that in case somebody is, what does that mean? How do I learn that? When do I get the book? You know, how do I find you guys in that area? Because some people are probably trying to eager, and they're not scared, and they're just like, hey, I need a mentor, but they can't come stay at your house and sleep on the couch forever. <laughs> so if they want to figure all that out, what is that prospecting piece? What does it look like? What's that discovery for them? Yeah, well, they can
1: go to PassiveProspecting.com, okay. and uh, you'll find everything you need on the website. Now, as far as the book, the the, the publisher tells us probably February timeframe okay. for that release. I mean, everything is done. Uh, actually, I was just reviewing yeah, the the today. covers this morning. They look yeah, awesome. good. And it, it's it's just amazing to see that come together. But that's done, it's just, uh, I didn't realize, because uh, I'm like, hey, we're done. Let's Why can't we publish next week? And they're, <laughs> and they're like, well, oh, there's oh, a oh, lot oh, more. We, right. They're like, there's a lot more to it than, than you think. And so, they, they and they said there's probably three more months to get that finalized. And that was, uh, you know, so passive prospecting, they can go on there right now. Um, you know, we do a couple of live calls per week. They'll okay. find that on the website as well. If an agent or a lender or somebody wants to jump in on that, then I conduct those calls a couple of times a week, usually to kind of give them the whole overview, a little bit more of the story, mm. and uh, the, some of the strategies and tactics that we give and give them some tips. They can walk away from that. And then, of course, yeah, we do offer. Uh, we have an offer at the end. So if they want to partner up, uh, whether that is just through the educational side or through you know possibly changing or, or uh, partnering with us on our team, there's those opportunities. So for us, we always say, it comes down to that person, you know, you and the individual and your timing and what's right for you. You know, we're not here to hard sell anybody or, or close yeah. anybody on, on you know, uh, partnering with us on education or join the team, but we'd love to have discussions and sure. you got to decide if it's the right time in your life to make that move or, or the, invest in yourself. It's right on your wall. It says you'll never go broke investing in yourself. Mm. And, you know, that's the thing is that uh, in 2020, what I realized is that at 41, I wasn't starting over. Yeah. And what I realized was that I'm, I'm starting with 20 years of sales experience in my back pocket. Now, the thing was, is I just had to apply it differently. And I had to, one of the main questions I asked myself was how did I end up here? How did I end up at 41, you know, basically starting over again? And what I looked over is my, my previous careers, all sales related. Mm-hmm. I was the factor. I was the problem. It was me. Everything was dependent upon me. I was the one doing the one-on-one selling. So I was the one that sold all the gym memberships, right? I did all the phone calls, sold all the gym memberships. Uh, Then I moved into selling cell phones. Uh, Guess what? I was the one selling all the cell phones. And then when I moved into pharmaceuticals, guess what? I was the one talking to all the doctors, you know? And those were jobs. So I couldn't expand a team or grow a team, you know, and, and then branch out and scale, And it wasn't until I started my business in financial services and started working with teachers, I tried to grow a team at that time. But the the margins were so small because I had to basically, uh, you know, pay them less of what I was making, you know, to be able to actually pay myself a cut. So I never felt right about growing a team because they wouldn't. they would have had to outsell me to have the same earning potential as me. Mm. And I'm a pretty good salesperson. So sure. to try to find that person that could outsell me is very difficult. Uh, that's not the, the average person you come across. So uh, that just never set well with me. But then whenever that business stopped, I realized, well, you know, a, a pandemic came in and shut that down. So it was an outside force sure. still. And so that's, those are those the questions that I asked myself, which was, how do I remove myself from this equation? How do, I, how do I generate something that I can scale, is not necessarily dependent on me, works for me whenever I'm not there regardless? Sure. And so that's why, you know, whenever I started to understand YouTube and it's a search engine and video uh, and how mm-hmm. it can work for you and all that in my research, I thought, okay, here's a plan because if I implement this and I can find the right partner, and, and they can handle this side of it. And then we have opportunity to where we can grow a team. And I was familiar. I understood team models in real estate and, and you know understood splits and things mm-hmm. like that. So I, I could see the opportunity there to bring in good people. And also, uh, you know, if I, as long as I build up a good library of video, it can work for me, uh, just in case. Like, right. so if health happens, or life happens, or you know, real estate, or family happens, which all that stuff can get in the way <coughs> at any given time. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of that stuff can get in, in the way of any time. Videos can continually work for you, regardless. As of right now, YouTube doesn't stop stop working. Right. right. So that's the great thing. Is like, uh, you know, we got this trip that just came up uh, where we're both going to have to be gone for a week. And the great thing is, is guess what? We're still going to get phone calls. The right. phones, you know, we're still going to get emails. We're still going to get texts because people will be watching those videos. And you know, we've got a global reach. Yeah. We, yeah. We've helped people from Belgium, from the Philippines, from Australia, from South Africa, from the UK, Japan. Yeah, and the, and those people that are moving from those areas, they don't say, they don't say, uh, "Hey, it's time to move to Dallas, Texas. Let's go see if we can find the best real estate agent or the best lender." They say. What's it like to live in Dallas first? So guess where they're going to research? On YouTube. Right. And they're finding us. Again, we're capturing people in the research phase before they've decided to hire an agent. And whenever they get caught up in the content, the video builds the relationship for you. And so, like Travis said earlier, when they call us, they've already made the decision. They want to work with us. So we also don't have to convince them on why we're the best agent over the next agent. They've already made that decision because they've called us. And what's funny is uh, Travis had a guest speaker on our team meeting this morning. And she was like, oh, hey, Levi, can I tell everybody how I discovered you? And I was like, sure, I didn't even hear this story. And she's like, well, I used to mastermind with this agent in Dallas, you know, for the last five years. And every time he had a YouTube presence and and uh, I would share people, you know, hey, here's what this guy's doing on YouTube. And then she goes, one day I went to go show this person about." Uh, YouTube and she goes, then all your videos popped up. Right. And then she goes, I couldn't even find the other agent anymore. And right. she's like, every time I search Frisco or Plano yep. or Dallas or Allen, she's like, There was Levi's videos, there was Levi and she goes, and that's what made me search y'all out, you know, and figure out Yeah the what fact are, that
2: she she said you were cute.
1: Oh, I thought she said
0: you were
2: cute. It probably was me. <laughs> Doesn't hurt either way. You guys are
0: good. <laughs> so that's it. So, so, no, so, so that's how you, I mean, literally take it over and you get the space because the attention becomes the asset and the eyeballs are the currency and now you guys are at the top. So no matter where you go looking or not looking, you're right there in front of them. But yeah. that's what passive prospecting, if agents are interested, joining the team, doing the courses, learning at the 101, that's what pros- passive prospecting teaches them. All of that, everything, yeah.
2: period. Absolutely. And it
0: just, yeah. And I think that's, I think it's such a benefit. You know, people are scared to spend money here and there for people watching. I mean, I've been professionally coached for the past five years. I pay $3,000 a month to get coached for two hours a month. Yeah. yeah. To your point, that's how good the people are and the value piece is there. So for people that are coming and looking at all this, it's not the expense. It's what it costs you not to. Well, you know, what I wouldn't yeah. give to have a blueprint like this to say, Hey, I'm just going to learn it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it all taken care of and done. It's a guaranteed way to hit for success. So, uh, that's really cool you guys are doing that for the outside world building the brand because there's a lot of people like myself that just need good people that have experience and have a lot of success and to say, hey, let me become a part of this and get inside the huddle. So that's super cool. Okay, so last, last thing for, for you guys, for agents that are watching, Um, you know, preparation for a new year, market shifting stuff here and there, kind of a two-part question. So one, what are you guys doing and making changes on to adjust the market at this level? Um, What habits are you changing? What are you adapting? And then, you know, for agents that are watching too, from a video, a YouTube standpoint, what are some habits that they need to Mm -hmm. adopt and get used to moving into a new market to make sure that they're not just, you know, a statistic that falls off?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the number one thing is faith. I mean, you you have to understand that this is sales, there's going to be good times, and, and there's going to be bad times. And you just have to if you're going to get into this game, if you're going to get into sales in general, you have to have faith, and you have that have faith in yourself, right? And and you have to know that you're going to be able to make it no matter what, I mean, the markets shifted, but we're doubling and tripling down on everything that we're doing YouTube, we've got that strategy taken care of. I mean, I think we're, we've done the best of the best of the best on YouTube. Now we're trying other strategies, you know, we're trying to do all these things with like with listings and and uh, just branching out. I mean, we've tried things that haven't worked. We're trying things that work really well: Google Ads, pay per click, LSA, like all these different things. Because we we don't want we we did 100 million this year. Okay, well next year, how are we going to get to 200 million? How are we going to get 250 million? Right. Well, we have to find other strategies to get us to that 250 million dollar mark. Right. Is it luxury? Is it is it multifamily? You know, is it commercial? Doing commercial deals. So we're we're in the middle of doubling and tripling down. We're doing more and more and more content. And I think I mean, I think content is obviously the king. So you know, if you're if you're an, an, an agent, and, and you're not sure what to do, I think that you should build your brand. Uh, I think you should definitely be on video 100% pick a platform that you think you can go all in on and, and make that work for yourself. I mean, with with YouTube, I mean, that was that was a grand slam for us. But it's not the it's not the only strategy that works. I mean, reels could work. I mean, TikTok could work. You know, I, I I was really wanting to go in on TikTok a little bit next year, but I'm a little afraid that TikTok might completely get kicked off the app store. So I don't think I'm going to waste too much time on <laughs> on that. But you know, maybe go- going in on Reels, I mean, I'm bringing on uh, two people, a husband and a wife that they're coming in onto our team as well. And they did 50 transactions from Instagram Reels alone last year. Sure. And that's all that's all they do. You know, in 50 transactions, that's that's not bad at all. You know, I mean, if I could add an additional 50 transactions next year, just from being consistent with Reels, then and I mean, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth doing. Right. And I, I'm going to be stepping out of production and giving I can just give that business off to my team. You know what I mean? And so that'll allow me to, to figure out more and more things to do how to grow the business. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, our plan for next year. And, and what I think real estate agents need to be doing a little bit of is just going all in on video.
0: Nice, man. Anything
2: to add on that? Yeah, I'm just going to say I think the most visible
1: agent's going to win. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and, and I get it. Hey, maybe not everybody's a video person. So if you're a phone call person, you need to make best. more phone calls. Uh, you know, if you're a people person, you need to do more open houses mm-hmm. or meet more people. Mm-hmm. And if you're a video person like us, then you need to make more videos. Yep. The most visible agent is going to win in this market. People buy and sell homes every single day in every type of market. Uh, but if they can't find you or they don't know you exist, then you won't be doing any business. Right. So you have to double down, triple down on your efforts. Uh, you mentioned this the other day. You 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 know what it's like to go through a, a down market. Sure. And so what do you have to do? You have to work a little bit longer, yeah. make a few more phone calls, and, and double up on your efforts. And so for us, this is what we were just talking about this a little bit this morning. Um, you know, as far as how do we do more videos, you know, publish more, just publish more and just flood it now. But the other problem is, is we're, you know, we're creating our own, (laughs) we're creating our own competition within YouTube because we are helping people. And, you know, we want to, we want to extend that value and that right. offer to other people because we've already helped so many people change their lives. Think about this: we're next month. I mean, this is uh, yeah, we're still November. Yeah. Today's the thirtieth. Right? I, I, I guess I don't so, know. You're
2: asking the wrong guy. So next
1: month, I mean, in five days, it's gonna is going to really be our two-year anniversary. Yeah. And even in the last year, we've been able to help so many other people change their business mm-hmm. through YouTube mm-hmm. just by sharing that with them. And so you know, for us, it's it's uh, we got to double down because uh, you know, and people. Are watching what we're doing as well. So even people who are not helping directly, sure. indirectly, sure. I, people tell me all the time, "Oh, hey, I'm watching your channel, copying everything you do." Right. I'm like, you know, I can't stop them from doing sure. that. Sure. So what does that mean? That means I'm going to have to outwork, outwork them. them. Yep. A- and that's what got us in here so fast in the first place was taking a look who's on who's on who's on YouTube when we started. Right. And what I noticed was is that there is a handful. There was about uh, three to four really that had the best presence. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I just had to look at what are they doing, how often are they publishing, and how can we outwork them?
0: Nice. And I think that's one of the things too for people watching. You know, uh, one of the things they didn't mention. You guys don't see behind the scenes is these guys are extremely hard workers. They have no downtime in their calendar. They're mentally all committed. Even if you have the luxury of connecting with them, being on the team, getting their courses here and there, you have to do the work. I mean, you yeah. can get you know you can get the Dallas Cowboys playbook, but at the end of the day, you got to have the players. <laughs> you got to have the work ethic to get it all done. And so even though you guys are you know helping other people out and there's becoming a little bit more in the market it's an abundance mindset that like hey there's plenty of room yeah. for everybody and you guys are, are doing it and i think that's one one good thing about a cooling market and a correction is it's going to squeeze out the people that don't belong yeah. and the ones that do belong mm-hmm like you guys, that are proactive and trendsetters and super hard workers and the video stuff here and there. It's just, uh, you know, it's going to compound even more. And I'm excited for you guys and excited for the future to see what that has in store. So, um, you know, for those that are watching that that, that want to follow you guys, that want to like you guys, talk a little bit about yourself, the channel. How can they get to know you? How can they follow you? Where are your eyeballs at so they can go piggyback and look at all your stuff?
1: Yeah. Uh, passive prospecting, of course. Passive pros- prospecting.com. They can go to YouTube and also YouTube now has handles. So you should be able to type in at passive prospecting or just search Passive Prospecting on YouTube. They'll find our channel there. And uh, both of our Instagrams, mine's uh, Levi Lassick, Travis is Travis Plum. No numbers in there at all. So if you see some account- No double with, I's, like, yeah. underscores. <laughs> uh, double P's or double L's I or, or I numbers. I think we've got like
2: five it. fake accounts out there. Yeah. I think mine's down to one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so they're finally getting those yeah. off of there. That was a nightmare. I got yeah. hit up hundreds of times, but yeah.
1: I know. Everyone's always to, telling me- you, it's a you. Yeah. you got a fake
2: account. You uh, got a fake account.
1: But- so yeah, I teach a lot of YouTube on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> but, man. But yeah, passive prospecting—you should be able to find us. And, and the book comes out February timeframe. That is, and what I'm really—and broad- what's the main channel name? Oh, living in Dallas, Texas. Right. <laughs> <Well>, uh, yeah, <laughs> living, living Dallas, in Dallas, Texas. Living in YouTube. Dallas, Texas. Yeah, that 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 one. Well, the thing is, is that yeah, just search for that and you'll, you'll find yeah. that. Yep. search Dallas, Texas. You I'm can't sure, ignore and, it. Yeah, yeah, you'll
0: find so. That. Um, cool, man. Well, I appreciate you guys being on. You're an inspiration to me. Thanks for being friends and partners for the people in the audience out there, dude. I hope you guys got an incredible, uh, lesson learned from these guys. The takeaway from this is YouTube or you lose. Well, I
1: like that. Are we still on? Yeah, for sure. Okay. uh, Then let me just add this one part because, uh, here's the thing. The reason that we work with Brian is because of his social media presence. That's the whole reason why we found him in the first place. I should say Travis found him. So Travis was following, uh, Dallas mortgage man, and saying this guy keeps popping up in my feed. and looks like, like a super him. cool dude, and he's got some great content. And at that time, we were looking for a mortgage partner.
2: He was super consistent. That, that's yes. a, that's the other thing is you have to be consistent.
1: Yeah, and I do believe people vet you on uh, you know your social media presence, yeah. just like we vetted Brian. And and so uh, that was a cold outreach, you know, for for those. I'm sure if you're a part of this, then you know Brian. But we'll just reassure that he is the best in the business. Absolutely. And uh, I tell you what. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's just hard to describe how well he works with our team and, and the value that he brings and has been a game changer for us as well. Yeah. And really a big part of uh, what's helped us scale as well. So we yeah, appreciate definitely. you.
0: Of course, man. Yeah. And just to, to the people out there, the video, the video creates the opportunity. If I didn't shoot the videos, it wouldn't have got in front of these guys. They wouldn't have reached out and connected. Look where we're at now. Family success stories, just the beginning. So shout out to the boys. Thank you guys for coming again. Living in Dallas, Texas team YouTube. If you're not YouTubing, you are going to lose. Appreciate you watching.